1: People. I am the father of all.
0: What's in the box?
1: You, it. you blew it up! Damn you all,
0: Hello, and welcome to Slate's Spoiler Specials. I'm Karen Hahn, staff writer at Slate, and I'm joined by Matt Desim, Browbeat's Beats Nights and Weekends editor. Welcome, Matt.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Um, now that I've said it, I almost feel like I should have had more of like a, a fighter intro. I haven't played any of the Mortal Kombat games, but I know like whenever you select a fighter on screen, it's like, Matt Desim or something like that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there are a lot of gongs and, uh, you know, yeah. companies.
0: We're here to spoil the new Mortal Kombat movie directed by Simon McQuoid, and it's on HBO Max right now, so you can go watch it. You can also see it in theaters if you can manage to do that safely and you are comfortable with going to a theater currently. I guess before we jump into it, are you a big Mortal Kombat head? I've just said I've never played any of the games, so I'm obviously not, but...
1: I I, I am not. If you ask me, like, you know, 25 years ago, well, longer than that now. But uh, the original game, like the arcade console, the first one, I mm-hmm. was obsessed with in high school. Specifically, the one at Sir Goonie's Golf and Games in Farragut, Tennessee. Um, <laughs> there's still, you know, half of my college tuition in that thing. Since then, no, I haven't played any console versions. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of characters in this movie I hadn't met before.
0: So this is the third Mortal Kombat movie, and as far as I can tell, as someone who has only seen clips of the other two Mortal Kombat movies, the most successful of the three, um, I have a review currently up on Slate.com in which I said that I really liked the movie. Uh, Matt, what, what's did you enjoy it? Did you hate it?
1: Yeah, I read your review, which is great. I more or less agree with it. I would say it delivers exactly what it promises and <laughs> nothing else, and... If that's what you're looking for, that's this is, you know, with the Lincoln quote or whatever, if you're the kind of person who likes that sort of thing. Uh, and I do, you know, in most in most cases. So I did like that one. I have never seen the second Mortal Kombat film, but I mm-hmm. saw the original. Or, that you know, there are TV series, too, apparently. Oh, I,
0: I did not know that. I mean, obviously, my knowledge of Mortal Kombat lore is obviously not up to snuff.
1: Well, you know, I think it's one of those things where, like, the less of the lore you know and the less of the lore the filmmakers know... <laughs> the better, because it's so ridiculous that the more you would, you know, engage with it, the, the sillier everything gets.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the overall thing with the movie where it begins and there's immediately a title card that's like, that introduces the concepts of Outworld and Earth Realm, which on their own are ridiculous words, um, j- just generally, and even more so when you think like, these are uh, the like regions competing in a tournament known as Mortal Kombat with a K, which is never explained in the movie.
1: Well, you can't copyright Mortal Kombat with a C they (laughs) discovered when they were making the video game.
0: Wait, is that (laughs) true? the entire reason. Wow. I had no idea. All right. So let's get into spoiling it. Um, So it begins with a flashback. uh, In 17th century Japan, we see the renowned ninja Hanzo Hasashi, played by Hiroyuki Sanada, and his family beset upon by an assassin named Bihan, who is part of the Lin Kuei assassin clan. There's some beef there that is never really explained, but all we need to know for the movie is that Bihan kills Hanzo's wife and one of his children and also leaves Hanzo for dead. And the child that survives ends up being an ancestor for the main character of the film, Cole Young, played by Louis Tan, who is a new character made up for this movie. So do you want to set up what's going on with Outworld and Earthrealm? Because we mentioned that, but I guess not necessarily what's going I, on. I
1: can I can set it up exactly as well as <laughs> the movie does because I thought that was so ridiculous I transcribed it. So here's <laughs> here here's the Mortal Kombat lore that you have to know. Earthrealm is on the verge of catastrophe. Should it lose one more tournament, the savage realm of Outworld will invade. But an ancient prophecy foretells that a new group of champions will be united by the rise of Hanzo Hashashi's blood. That's all you got to know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Earth's champions are all marked by, they have like the, if you're familiar with the Mortal Kombat, like logo, it's a circle with a dragon head inside it. All of Earth's champions have that somewhere on their body. Um, The difference being that Cole Young was born with it as one of Hanzo Hosashi's descendants and everyone else that he meets who is an Earth champion has basically won it in combat from somebody else by proving themselves worthy. So... Almost immediately just launches straight into another fight after introducing Cole Young, who's basically now like kind of a dirtbag boxer after being a former MMA champion. So he meets Sub-Zero again. Bihan has become Sub-Zero because he has ice powers now.
1: Right. We see him get his ass kicked in a fight. And uh, in the locker room afterwards, this Jax, played by McCod Brooks, shows up and, and asks him about the fight. and uh, Or just tries to strike up conversation. Cole isn't interested. And then after the fight, he's having burgers and then suddenly it just starts snowing in the middle of July. He's out with his family at like a burger stand and, um, and Sub-Zero is here. I don't know if he's trying to kill Jax or he's trying to kill Cole because, Mm -hmm. you know, spoiler alert, they're both chosen ones or whatever. But, um, there's this, there's this giant ice fight outside of a, a burger joint in some, um you know, small town locale, unidentified small town.
0: Yeah. I will say it's a pretty cool scene. Like, one of the highlights of the movie is just the fact that everyone has these kind of crazy powers and the way that the movie shows them off. Sub-Zero can just make everything into ice and snow. And as soon as it starts snowing, you're like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what's going to happen. Sub-Zero is going to show up. And then for fans of the game who are familiar with what Jax's situation is, you you also immediately like, oh, yeah, I can't (laughs) wait for his arms to get frozen off because he shows up with both arms intact. His whole thing is that he has metal arms, which is part of the trailer, so it's not a huge spoiler. But Sub Zero does a snow piercer on him, freezes his arms, and then just cracks him off.
1: Yeah, I mean that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, it, when Jack shows up for the first time, and they they're just a bunch of glamour shots of the guy's arms too. Like it, it's, <laughs> he's always posed like flexing his arms, and you know whatever. It's just like that's not good. It
0: Would be a r- real pity if something happened to them.
1: Yeah, well, no, it's like meeting the Hashashi family or whatever in the in the opening like anytime Mm. you see somebody who's having a good time or has something good in the first third of the movie look out
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so Jax mentions to Cole before he gets blasted that um he's working with someone named Sonya Blade uh and gives him her address part of the funny part of this movie is that Cole pretty much takes this on stride he's like yeah okay I'll go find Sonya Blade and then later when it's like Mortal Kombat is a thing people can shoot fireballs he's like okay sure um (laughs)
1: <laughs> Which, yeah, these are very flexible people. There's not a lot of like, let's question the reality of this thing.
0: Yeah, in um, fairness, I almost think that makes it better. Like, I feel like the version of the movie where he's like, "What? Oh my god! Like, I can't believe this is happening!" is almost like more boring.
1: Yeah, no, you don't have a you don't have a choice with that. Like, I think I think <laughs> with this kind of story where the the lore and the backstory is just, you know. It's not poisonous, but the more you engage with it, the sillier your movie is going to get. You have to just you basically basically they, you know you do what I think they did here, which is you you take one character and you make that sort of a Han Solo figure, and that's mm-hmm. the person who gets to be skeptical. And in this case, that's Kano, who we meet shortly after this. So Cole like like flees this fight, uh, Jet and Sub Zero and Jack's fight, and Jack's gets killed presumably. And then they they go back, and he goes off to find Sonya Blade um, in Gary, Indiana. He drops off his family at home and uh, and goes out there, and then. After she meet, he meets her um, in this, like, junkyard for boats where she lives, um, <laughs> I, you know, just a lot of random uh, industrial decay in this movie, mm-hmm. too. Earthrealm <laughs> is on the verge of catastrophe.
0: Um, <laughs> and not because of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot
1: going wrong here long before yeah. that. I mean, they're at a burger stand. They're eating beef. <laughs> um but yeah, so it, when Cole arrives in Gary, Indiana, meets Sonya, they're sort of introduced and they discover that he, she is keeping this guy like chained to a chair in her house. Kano, um, mm-hmm. played by Josh Lawson, is sort of the, the locus of the audience's skepticism. Um, and he is a mercenary who also has one of these champion marks. He has it because he slit the throat of a champion that, you know, had it before him, who Sonya Blade was tracking. And at that point, mm-hmm. Sonya captured him and, and has him chained up there. Um, yeah.
0: Um, Kano, kind of the comic relief of the movie, um, yeah. which I think half works and half doesn't. Josh Lawson like, is funny enough to carry a lot of it, but perhaps because of... I have no, no real perception of Kano as a character beyond this movie, again, as someone who's not familiar with the franchise, but a lot of the jokes that he's making are... Uh, a little misogynistic or racist, I would say, generously.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's an asshole. He's, yeah, he's, 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 they, they don't. They don't. I mean, this is not. That's um, very true. Of the first movie as well is that mm. they don't. Um, if you're supposed to dislike a character, that's that's pretty pretty clearly uh, and obviously telegraphed.
0: Right, um, like he's not a hero of a movie to make to be clear. No,
1: he's not. Well, and he's all like in the video games, he's part of the the, the team of bad guys. I think okay. uh, canonically, and in the first one, he is. um just yeah, he's just a bad guy. He's part of it. He's already teamed up with Outworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we meet him here, he's hanging out with these guys, albeit as their prisoner. And um, <laughs> well, we should talk about what the like the the ultimate plan of the villains here is that right. uh, Earthrealm and Outworld are supposed to compete in these tournaments uh, to determine who controls what realms or whatever. Um, but Shang Tsung, who is the leader of Outworld, doesn't want to do it anymore. So he is planning to kill all of Earthworld's champions before the tournament can even happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a result of that, he's. You know, and he will then win because no one will be able to fight him. So that is why he'd sent Sub Zero out. Sub Zero was trying, and that's why Sub Zero killed Jax or tried to kill Jax. Mm -hmm. So that having not stopped Cole, they they send another guy, uh, Reptile, who's also from the video games, but in this case is like an actual just reptile guy almost. In the games, he's just sort of like this green ninja, but um, in this case, he's this CGI reptile, invisible reptile monster that they send after.
0: Cole they send company. to Sonya's yeah. house. Um, I actually had no idea that he was an actual character. I just thought that he was some goons that they made up for this because his presence is so negligible. Here. Well,
1: he's, I mean, so the thing about Mortal Kombat is that in the first video game, of course, they've got no memory or anything to work with. So, like, mm-hmm. half the characters are just the same as another character except the color of their outfit is different <laughs> because they could swap. And that's and that's Reptile. That that was him. He okay. was like, he's sub, Sub-Zero scorpion and reptile are like the blue yellow green ninja with all the same animations different (laughs) powers but like clearly the same thing so i guess somebody was like yeah we can't have three of these identical looking guys (laughs) in the movie and (laughs) they reimagined him yeah so yeah so this this invisible reptile attacks while sonya and and cole are talking and in that fight kano manages to get free and uh is actually the guy who kills the reptile it's invisible kano is smart enough to Uh, jam like a a road flare in its back with a knife, uh, at which point they can see it and then slices the hell out of it and then does one of his sort of signature Kano Mm -hmm. fatalities from the video game by reaching into the thing's chest and ripping out its... uh, uh, ripping out its heart. And then,
0: Kano wins.
1: Exactly. There are like <laughs> like thirty different times in this movie some character will duplicate the announcers from the video. And the every time
0: video. I thought I cheered. I, I thought it was incredible. Every time I was yeah, like, no, yeah, it's great. It's
1: great. There's like a, all you can do here is test your mic. <laughs> all they had to do is like like they, they were missing the part where they look at the camera and wink before they say it. But yeah, uh, there's a there's a lot of that. And it's it's pretty satisfying, I gotta say. Like that yeah. I um I got a huge kick out of Kano doing the, the heart mm-hmm. rip move.
0: As a quick aside, speaking of test your might, um, I I must mention that Matt wrote a very, very good uh, piece for us on Slate.com interviewing the guy who does The Yell.
1: Yeah, Kyle uh, Kyle Wyatt. Thank you. Um, Yeah, really, really nice guy. Just was sort of an extra in a commercial at the right time in history to end up being the guy who yells Mortal Kombat, (laughs) Um, which he nailed. Yeah. Uh, I would say.
0: A- iconic part of all cultural history at this point. It,
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, right. They managed to kill Reptile and then travel to Raiden's Temple. So Raiden is the guardian of Earthworld in the same way that Shang Tsung is the guardian, I guess, of, oh no, sorry, Earth Realm and Earth Outworld. Realm, yeah. Yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> Can't get those wrong. No, but um, I need Outworld. <laughs> So Raiden already has uh, two of the champions with him, Liu Kang and Kung Lao, and they're sort of skeptical of the new champions, but take them under their wing to start trying to train them, with the exception of Sonya, who they're like, you don't have a champion mark, so you can't really train with us, um, which will become a plot point later, obviously.
1: Yeah, this is this is one place where I thought this movie was like demonstrably worse than the first one, because in the <laughs> first one, Raiden's Temple is shot on location in Thailand, and there's just a lot oh. of... Very bad color timing, 90s stuff done to it, but just, like, a lot of beautiful scenery. But in this case, they go to, like, the middle of nowhere, and then the temple is primarily underground and Mm -hmm. entirely, you know, CGI and painted styrofoam or whatever. It's not a...
0: Yeah, it's pretty cheesy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, I mean, there's nothing in the original Mortal Kombat that isn't cheesy, uh, including (laughs) that. But I was a little disappointed when they got there. I was like, oh, man, I thought we were going to get some nice location shoots at least.
0: Mm -hmm. But, uh,
1: But no such luck. So, once they arrive at the temple, we're sort of through the first act of it, and Mm -hmm. then begins the training.
0: Yeah, and we should mention that Jax is also there. He has metal arms now, but they are bad metal arms. He does not like them. They look bad, uh, and he's having trouble getting used to them as he tries to train with the rest of them. Um, So, Liu Kang and Kung Lao already have... Kind of superpowers that they use. Liu Kang can shoot fireballs, and Kung Lao has a giant circular hat that he can throw around, kind of like Captain America's shield. Um, and those powers are called their arcana. And the idea now is that in this during this training session, um, Kano, Cole, and Jax will hopefully have their Arcana awakened because of how intense and cool the training is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it does not work really well except for with Kano, who gets so angry during an argument that he shoots a laser out of his one of his eyes, which I do feel like is a relatable feeling for most of us.
1: Yeah, I mean we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> But he doesn't learn that in the fight club. He learns that, like, over dinner or Mm -hmm, whatever. Like, mm -hmm. the training is is just a disaster. You know, Cole gets sliced up, and uh, uh, that has the best joke in the series, actually, I think. When Liu Kang fights uh, Kano, because he just keeps sweeping, doing leg sweeps.
0: Yeah, and knocking yeah. Him over,
1: which is like the classic I don't really know how to play Mortal Kombat, but I'm going to be really annoying to my opponent's strategy. <laughs> you yeah. just keep doing that kick.
0: And they literally um, point it out, right? Because Kano's like, do you like only know that one move? <laughs>
1: yeah, no, exactly. Well, and they also did the thing like on the third try, Kano does the thing that you try to do to avoid it, which is you try to jump over the leg sweep, and he just does this stupid yeah, little yeah, hop, yeah. which is what you do in the video game, <laughs> but times it wrong and gets knocked over anyway. I, it, it's, I, didn't, I can't think it's pretty rare that a video game movie will actually engage with the experience of what it's like to play the video game. And that, mm-hmm. I really like that moment because they did that.
0: I think that's definitely the most kind of direct translation of the gameplay aspect, at least like there is a bit where Liu Kang does his signature, like air kicks, but yes. it's not showcased <laughs> in the same way. I would say. Yeah.
1: No, like, well, there's a lot of, there's a, uh, there's a point, I think in one of the fights where um, if it's, I don't remember who does it, but somebody does that Johnny Cage, you know, punch to the balls thing, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That's the, his signature move, but it's not cage. The thing in the video game, of course, was anytime you pulled that move off, the other character would uh, scream in pain in a high pitched voice and they didn't go that far, but <laughs> they, they did, there were a lot of people mimicking, you know, the exact moves of various Mortal yeah. Kombat characters in
0: this. Which is cool to see. Um, So as training is going so badly, Shang Tsung once again uh, tries to do something devious and shows up at the temple with Sub-Zero and a new character named Mylena. Well, new as in we haven't seen her in the movie yet, but not new to the franchise, uh, named Mylena.
1: Yeah, well, that's so no. But first, what happens is. Shang Song shows up at the temple with mm-hmm. his new assassins, uh, with his new team of assassins but riding a shield. It doesn't work, but the reason it doesn't work is because Kano switches sides. He mm-hmm. has some kind of past with one of Shang Song's assassins, this guy named Cabal, who looks like a Fallout 3 character. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's got, like power armor on.
0: He's just the game cover, yeah.
1: Yeah, but those two make a deal whereby Kano joins their team and takes down the shield. And mm-hmm. then they all show up and then we get the first kind of, yeah, round of round of fights and that's Cole versus Goro. Jax versus Reiko, Sonya versus Melina, Liu Kang versus Cabal. And uh, Reiko is just this big, tall guy with a with a hammer. Melina um, mm-hmm. uh, has these just gigantic jaws. Uh, mm-hmm. I think in the video game, she's a part of some genetic experiment or other. I don't know. Anyway, she's mm-hmm. monstrous.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, Melina kicks Sonya's ass, doesn't kill her, because she realizes that she's not one of the chosen ones, mm-hmm. uh, which leaves Kano to try to do that. And he drops like a statue on her head, um, uses lasers to cut off a statue and then yeah um and then Kong lao fights Natara who is this flying like vampire thing and that's mm-hmm. another one of those things where they reproduce it you know perfectly a video game fatality they didn't worry the yeah it was it was, it was <laughs> great because they didn't try to do it in any more like it's exactly as cheesy and not uh, accurate to human anatomy in this
0: video <laughs> game, you know? <laughs> it was also like, yeah, they hyped Natara up so much because she's introduced shortly beforehand where Shang Tsung's like, here's my newest fighter. Isn't she beautiful? Yeah. beautiful and then but she deadly. just immediately gets wiped out because um, <laughs> Kong Lao throws his hat. It turns into basically a circular saw. He throws her onto it. She gets vivisected. And then obviously he says flawless victory, yeah. which is amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, she doesn't lay a lay a finger on him, he just slices her right in half. That, yeah. And then that was also uh that was a good moment. Those moments where they just usually I'm like um not a fan of you know, too much uh fan service or whatever, mm-hmm. but but this movie I thought did that that part at least very, very well. Um I found I found those satisfying and I haven't played those video games since, you know, I don't know. 25, 30 years, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so while this is going on, we're also intercutting to a fight back at uh, Cole's house because he has been sent back there because he failed to find his arcana, right? And mm-hmm. g- has given up on him. Um, and that is where Prince Goro shows up. And he's that forearm. So that's four-arm, right. Four-arm. Yeah. Forearms. Yeah. Six no. limbs, four
0: arms. <laughs> Six limbs
1: and four arms is, is the Prince Goro recipe. Um, <laughs> and they have this just uh, probably one of the worst fights in the yeah, movie, I would say. It's not great. It's, yeah, Goro's just this. I mean, Goro's CGI, and it's.
0: It's. Eh, eh.
1: <laughs> it's as good as you could do a fight between a character that's not, not exactly. there. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Like, all the fights between people are great, especially because I think a lot of the cast are doing mo- at, mo- at least most of their own stunts. But when you're fighting basically a CGI creature that's not really there, you can kind of. The weight just kind of disappears from the fight.
1: Right. But what happens is Cole actually, in the, over the course of this fight, discovers his arcana, mm-hmm. which is some sort of bizarre. It's like armor that absorbs blows and then lets him punch back with them or something, it looks like. It's not really clear how it works, but his entire upper body gets encased in this weird metal mm-hmm. stuff. And he, what causes him to do that is Goro's about to kill his wife. He stops that and just slices the hell out of the guy. Uh, jams blades through his eyes, I think, in the ultimate thing and and, and kills him. R.I.P. Uh, so now everybody's got Arcana except for Jax, who just has robot arms. But mm-hmm. he's about to get those, too, because... <laughs> He comes back to consciousness after getting thrown and knocked out by Reiko. I don't know why, you know, uh, they didn't finish these people off, but they didn't. Um, and he sees he's right next to Sonya, who is trapped under a rock. He tries to lift the rock off her and uh, has a moment of, I don't know, his his arms get gigantic. And mm-hmm. he successfully does that. And now he's Jax from the video game. <laughs>
0: I will say, like powers, like the ones that Jax and Kong Lao have, are so strange to me because it's it's like a prop power, right? Where it's like you haven't, there's no, you can't like shoot fireballs or anything. It's like you just have more buff metal arms, and in Kong Lao's case, it's like you can just throw your hat really good. Like-
1: <laughs> that is true. Yeah, there's the well. It's I mean because you're just. It, I think this is one thing. I think you're you're a lot better off making a movie like this about a video game series when there's just one game than when there are like 11 or whatever, because, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at the last 20 years of these developers trying to come up with mildly different ways to play the video game or whatever, <laughs> you know, like, uh, so you have all of those innovations. All the, I mean, this movie is full of characters that we don't know a damn thing about, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> except that they appear in the games. And I think, like, if you had a smaller group of fighters and on either side, as they did making the first movie, you know, you don't have quite as much exposition you got to dump about who these
0: people mm-hmm. are. Definitely. But yeah,
1: I mean, that seems like it seems like some people got a bad deal with the um, their secret powers. Yeah, Jacks in particular. It's like just redesign the arms, dude. Like you yeah. don't
0: have to- Right, like that's not something you had to find a secret power to get. Like you just go to someone and be like, "Can you please make these arms better?" Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a exactly. cheap Show some of
1: the some of the stills from the earlier scenes where you had pictures of what the arms are supposed to look. Like. <laughs> go back to the original model.
0: Yeah, just go in and say, have you seen The Winter Soldier? (laughs) Just do that for me, please.
1: All right, so let's put this conversation on hold for a second and uh, hear from our sponsors. And now back to Mortal Kombat, round two.
0: (laughs) Um, but the arms are strong at least because he just ruins it is still Reiko. It right? is, it he is. It is.
1: But before he does that, like after he r- lifts the rock, uh, we gotta get to mm-hmm. Kung Lao, right? Uh, after mm-hmm. after his flawless victory, uh pretty much immediately gets gets killed by Shang Tsung. Like just Yeah. Um,
0: it's a good death though.
1: Yeah, he eats his soul. I think it's I think it's one of the yeah, fatalities. Your
0: soul is mine. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. It's so good. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, so Liu Kang tries to save him, fails, and Raiden warps everybody away before Shang Tsung mm-hmm. can finish the the the, uh, the battle. So, at this point, the surviving fighters are in the void, courtesy of Raiden, um, mm-hmm. which is an area where Shang Tsung can't follow. And I'm not sure why they weren't training there, but they weren't. So um,
0: <laughs> Yeah, good point. Yeah, no,
1: exactly. And here, Raiden gives Cole his ancestor Hanzo's weapon, which was, mm-hmm. is a garden trowel that he improvises into... Um, what is it called, a kunai or whatever? During his original fight, you know, Scorpion has that trademark thing he shoots out of his hand, and it's cool. Yeah, and that's what that is. But anyway, but the important thing is now Cole has that item, and then they come up with a plan. Which is, these guys don't want to have a tournament. They're trying to stop this before this. Before they're trying to kill everyone before the tournament can happen. Um, they set up sort of their own tournament, although it does not seem to be like the yeah. official determine the fate of no. Earth world Earth realm tournament.
0: Yeah, only in so much as, like, let's not die before the tournament.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. So, essentially, Raiden uses his ability to teleport anybody to teleport pairs of characters into Mortal Kombat levels, basically, where they can do one-on-one <laughs> fights, like in the game. So, we mm-hmm. get our final matchups here, and that is Sonya versus Kano back at Sonya's place. And they have mm-hmm. a fight, sort of a, a... You call it almost a prop fight, I guess. It's, it's one of those fights where they... Are using the environment in every hit.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good fight because they're basically just ruining her trailer and everything inside and outside of it as they just try to kill each other. Yeah,
1: yeah. Lots of of laser blasts. But uh, (laughs) ultimately he gets her in a chokehold outside in the garden and she manages Mm -hmm. to kill him by getting her hands on this garden gnome that in mm-hmm. an earlier scene, Kano had like just sort of disgustingly sh- spat upon, and you get to see his spit dripping yeah. off of the thing uh, and stabs it through his eye. So Tonya wins fatality, she gets the dragon mark
0: <laughs> and she gets laser arms,
1: oh, well, she gets his his the dragon birthmark, or whatever on her shoulder. yeah, yeah, and then later when she discovers, yeah, she gets those like power rings or whatever. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: so that's so that's that's one fight. The other one is Jax and Ryko fight in Somewhere in Outworld, mm-hmm. and Jax wins with a fatality. Jax uses his robot arms to clap together over uh, Ryko's <laughs> head and smash it into, you know, oblivion.
0: One of the grosser moments of the Yeah, movie.
1: exactly. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, you're, you're dealing with a video game that's like using, you know, whatever, 16-bit graphics to mm-hmm. do the grossest things that they can imagine to get, you know— teenagers like me to keep pumping in quarters uh, and, and that's not really an aesthetic that translates too much when you're trying to do like photorealistic
0: uh, yeah.
1: cgi like the the, the, th- <laughs> the thing I, lo- I mean in the original Mortal Kombat if you if you did one of the things where you got to reduce somebody to a skeleton like or uh, there are a bunch of fatalities where basically bones would go flying everywhere and they're all femurs yeah. they're all like leg bones and then there's like a rib cage as one entire piece because they didn't have the graphics and like yeah. You can get away with a lot more gore with that than you can if you're actually trying to say, well, what happens to the the human skull when titanium <laughs> impacts of that? When
0: thing? you just clap yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, it could have, you know, I I don't mean, it's not a gore fest exactly. It's not, it's not...
0: um Not as gory as you think a Mortal Kombat movie would be, I would say. Yeah,
1: there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of body horror or stuff where it's just like, oh no, it's just a lot of sort of, you know, painless so it's looking like
0: a two second kill. blood flying yeah. everywhere.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, and then uh, the other fight is Melina is fighting Cole and is about mm-hmm. to kill him. But then Sonia gets teleported back and discovers her arcana, which are these energy rings she can shoot from her arms, which
0: pretty good power. All in it mind. is.
1: Yeah, it is. So she does that to Melina and, you know, rips away most of her torso and that like leaves a giant mm-hmm. hole in her, in her chest that you can see through. See your spine through, I think, which is also something
0: from the Mm -hmm. game. That's what I was wondering about, where it was like, so is the idea that it would only dissolve flesh, but not bone? Because there's the the hole, and then just the spine going
1: through. My understanding, I mean, I don't have a deep understanding of it, but I have seen that image of the (laughs) the hole with the spine still visible in some compilation of Mortal Kombat fatalities or or wherever, but it's not Sonya's. Her, in the video game, her fatalities are all like military stuff. Like she summons a drone that shoots you in the head a million times or whatever. Um, well, actually, in the original game, her fatality is like she blows kisses that, like, then turn into fireball things that that, that kill. Wow,
0: her. good for her. That's great. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. But in this one, she gets. The, I mean, she has those energy beams, but they're just like a regular move. They're not like her. Right. Her big secret okay. move. So I think they were awkwardly combining a character with a fatality who wasn't hers without really thinking through the actual what effect do energy rings have <laughs> on human vertebrae thing. You
0: know, like, yeah. And then more research
1: <laughs> is needed, basically, I think, before they did that.
0: So, <laughs> Citation needed. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they've had these one-on-one matches, and now they, are, they decide that they all want to team up to take on Sub-Zero because he's the strongest one and the biggest threat to all of them.
1: Yes. But... They don't get to do that because Sub-Zero sets up his own terms, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Sub-Zero goes to Cole's house and does, we don't know what, to his wife and daughter. We see Sub-Zero arrive, but then he shows up where Cole is with his a strength bracelet that his daughter had made for him. Mm-hmm. And Cole, infuriated, follows him and gets warped off without anybody else. And where they end up is Cole's gym from the original fight, but now it's frozen. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: Sub-Zero almost kills Cole, in this fight, in this ice realm. And then Cole stabs him with Hanzo's blade, which still has Hanzo's blade on it. Right.
0: This is the best scene yeah, in the this movie. Is
1: absolutely the best scene in the movie. It's
0: so good. Yeah.
1: And, and when he does that, Oh, and wait, I should add that throughout this movie, uh, Cole, anytime he looks in the mirror has been having visions of Hanzo in hell. Mm-hmm. You know, yelling like avenge me, whatever. Also awesome. Yeah, real real Hamlet. Real Hamlet shit. <laughs> um,
0: oh, uh, we forgot to mention that we also do see um the Fallout Three Man get killed. Oh yes. Uh, by Liu oh, Kang. Oh yeah,
1: that's right. Liu who... Kang does both his like flying kick and his dragon fire, fire fatality dragon. thing or whatever. Um yeah. and, and
0: Pretty cool. Yeah,
1: that is the end of him. But
0: But not as cool not as cool as, as this. As we soon as Cole <laughs> hits
1: Sub Zero with Hanzo's blade, Scorpion arrives or I should say Hanzo arrives or whatever, but, but at this point he is Scorpion because he spent the last, mm-hmm. you know, 400 years in hell. Uh, and then we get, like, the fight of the game, which is Scorpion fighting Sub-Zero.
0: Yeah. It's such a good moment because um, we've discussed the Mortal Kombat theme a little bit, but it's really such an iconic song. Like, I think any everybody knows it, even if you haven't played the video games, and this is the one scene in which they actually use it. And it's to such good effect because it's right before... Right before slash as you're seeing Scorpion, that you're like bump bump <laughs> yeah,
1: bump exactly. bump like, bump, and you're like here it comes. yeah, because you know exactly
0: what's happening. But they yeah. don't have the and guy yelling I was
1: very disappointed in they
0: that. They don't, yeah.
1: But um,
0: um, but at least Scorpion yells, "Get over it!" Yeah, here, and then just flings <laughs> you gotta have that. Sub Zero, you gotta room. have that. It's so good.
1: Yeah. So this and this is the game where they, they this is the fight where they pack in as many animations from the game as possible. Like Sub-Zero does all mm-hmm. his best moves. Like the, <laughs> he does the ice sword. He does a wall of icicles. He does the thing where he leaves an ice statue of himself that then the person is supposed to slam into and get killed. But uh, but none of it works. Um, Scorpion.
0: I didn't know those were all game things. They're all pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Most of them I think are from fatalities, not like typical moves. I, I know that the one where you set up a wall of ice and then impale the person on it is one of his, one mm-hmm. of his game enders. Um, but they don't okay. work in this case because Scorpion's been dead for a long time.
0: As Scorpion says, I have risen from hell to kill yeah, you, that, which is the coolest line it ever. It is a very
1: good e- entrance line. I've, um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to adapt it myself. I think.
0: Also, like, Yugi Sonata is, like, totally committed to it. Yes. He is a legendary actor. He's so cool. Uh, and he's also giving it 10,000% as Scorpion, yeah. which makes this, like, really elevates this movie in my mind. <laughs>
1: I don't know if i go so far as Elevates. I'd say it, it maintains its <laughs> hover
0: or something. <laughs> okay, fair, 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 fair. <laughs> but
1: yeah, no, absolutely. He's he's great in this. This fight is great. The best choreographed one, the most interesting mm-hmm. one, because it has, a, I mean, I would say like half of the trailer is taken from this sequence. The the thing with Scorpion yeah. making a sword and a dagger out of ice. The thing where he makes a dagger out and of blood. Uh, Scorpion's own blood and stabs him with it. Um, so cool. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of great <laughs> stuff. But it... it uh, it doesn't work. Cold joints. I'm
0: going to get emails after this being like, um, you said that's so cool too much. Are you aware of this? <laughs> but
1: it's, I mean, you but can, it's worth it for yeah, this. No, I, some things are so cool that you can only express their coolness by repeating that they're so <laughs> cool again and again. I, <laughs> Um, there is, I would say that this movie is, yeah, like very much constructed to make you say that is so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it seems like. Like it's worth- I
0: will say, yeah, when Scorpion showed up and the Mortal Kombat theme kicked in, I did jump up from my seat and yell yes and start laughing because <laughs> I was so happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's an, an an iconic, iconic moment. <laughs> Someone, somebody in the, the spirit of. Serguni golf in the nineteen nineties, <laughs> uh, but so yeah, so Scorpion, uh, Scorpion kills Sub Zero.
0: He says, "You thought like I would die in hell, the, in the fires of hell, but it's dull I learned to control them." And he takes his mask off and then just breathes fire at Sub Zero and just scorches yeah. him.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to say this for the ninetieth time. That is also a, a thing from the video games they put in there. That's one of his <laughs>
0: fatalities. Um, oh, yeah, I guess we should mention this whole time, Sub-Zero has basically frozen uh, Cole's wife and daughter in a similar way to what he did to Hanzo's wife and child. Um, and Cole spends most of the fight, <laughs> most of the time, while Scorpion and uh, Sub-Zero are fighting, he's just trying to punch the ice away from his family, which is one of the weirder sides in this movie, Yeah, I don't I know what he's
1: trying to do, and I don't know why he thinks it would work. And I don't know how they're still alive. I mean, uh, I...
0: I thought they were dead. Yeah.
1: yeah they, well, I mean, it it's poor craftsmanship by Sub-Zero. Like, he, he killed Hanzo's family without <laughs> too much trouble. He made a little pieta. But this, in this case, he somehow has not killed them. He's just... is keeping them prisoner. I don't know. Maybe the thought is that if they're still alive, he will go. And if they're not, he will. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't make any sense. But there's a lot of very silly yeah. shots of Cole just punching a wall of ice to no visible effect. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: once Sub-Zero is dead... Scorpion goes back to hell or wherever he is, and Cole and his family reunite, and somehow the gym thaws without any explanation.
0: Yeah, it's a very much a, like, the curse is lifted yeah, kind of thing. Well, I should say, what, before,
1: right after Sub Zero dies, uh, yeah. uh, Shang Tsung shows up in the gym. Well, right, and Sonya and Liu Kang show up via lightning, and they're all celebrating mm-hmm. that Sub Zero is dead. And then Shang Tsung arrives and says death is only a portal, and that the next time he'll bring art, uh, armies instead of fighters, and Raiden's like, you, you'll go back to Outworld, dude, and zaps him away. Um, but then Ryden says that they have to make a sequel. They have to find a new list of champions. And then we somehow cut mm-hmm. to the gym, which has thawed without damaging anything. And Cole tells the guy who was No freezer
0: burn anywhere. Yeah, nothing.
1: It's just, it's clean. They had a,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: they hired um, a, a deep cleaning team or whatever. <laughs> um, without anybody knowing, because the guy who sets up fights in his gym doesn't seem to know that the fate of Earthrealm was just decided there. Yeah, And he tells the guy that he's quit fighting. He's not going to take 200 bucks to lose fights anymore. Uh, and he's going to Hollywood. And as he leaves, we see a poster for a movie called Citizen Cage starring Great the only character from the original Mortal Kombat, not in the movie, uh, Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so apparently he's going to assemble another team and, and ask us for another... Uh, 15 bucks or months worth of HBO max to find out what happens. I mean, there.
0: I'll and happily pay that for another mortal Kombat movie. If it's like this one, I
1: will happily continue subscribing to HBO max for their other exactly. fun programming <laughs> and put this on. One night when I'm high. <laughs>
0: um, who would you wish that they would cast as Johnny Cage?
1: Well, it's sort of the thing where the fantasy casting is, is just, I mean, Johnny Cage, I think was supposed to be Van Damme. I think was the model for oh. the first one? I'm not sure. But like like in the movies, they sort of have modeled him after Tom Cruise. I would say <laughs> either one of those guys would be fine 20 years ago. Um, yeah. For now, I don't know. I don't know who you'd cast. You need somebody who has kind of like a movie star. Well, at least listen to me talking about like the essence of Johnny Cage. You need somebody who <laughs> looks like 16-bit <laughs> video graphics uh, and, and wears sunglasses. That's all you really need. <laughs> I don't know. What about you? Do you have a fantasy cast for Johnny Cage?
0: I feel... Channing Tatum, I feel, could do oh, it. Oh, he'd be great. I also, I was thinking about Jimmy Tatro from American Vandal, the first season.
1: I don't. I haven't um, seen it, so I don't
0: know. Uh, he has made most of his career out of playing charming meatheads. So uh, that would work. <laughs> yeah.
1: <that's, laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Like, um, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I don't know. I it was nice to see that thing or whatever, but again, this is just another movie that's a trailer for the movie that follows it sort of um mm-hmm. and that I'm not I wasn't I wasn't crazy about that.
0: Yeah, I don't love that aspect, but everything apart from that was like just good enough for me to be like, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good and then text <laughs> my friends about it, you know.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I would say if you enjoyed this, you you should check out the first one. It's terrible. I mean, it's a terrible movie, but it's uh <laughs> but it is very fun and it's kind of interesting to compare them because i i mean i think they did a really smart thing with this which is that they do not spend a whole lot of time trying to make you believe any of the mythology around it like they mm-hmm. because it's just it just doesn't stand up to it and the same thing is true with the other one the other one there's less to do so they just don't make any real pretense to of you know coherence or some kind of structured <laughs> backstory because there really isn't one and this one they have more of that to do but i i i was thinking about this in terms of like did you see Godzilla versus Kong?
0: Yeah, I just watched it, actually. Ah,
1: okay. Well, so so that one, right? You've also got, like, all this crazy backstory from the King Kong movies and the Godzilla mm-hmm. movies and all of that stuff that they're working into it. But I think they took sort of a different approach there, which is they they really try to explain all of this stuff that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. at all. Like, that movie is just one nonsensical explanation for what Godzilla and Kong <laughs> are up to after another. And in this one, they're just like, oh, yeah, ancient cultures, ancient, you know, whatever long-running myth
0: <laughs> who cares earth like, realm is
1: in chaos like we'll just start with this but we're not going to make you believe in genetic memory or anything yeah it's just yeah uh, <laughs> and i and, and i think that's that's like you gotta keep in your head what kind of movie you're making and and if it's mm-hmm. a ridiculous movie just just lean into that and these guys did i yeah. thought yeah
0: yeah it does a very very good job of that which i think is why it's successful like, I think of the summer, quote unquote, summer blockbusters that we've had, like Godzilla versus Kong, um, Mortal Kombat, and also to a certain degree, Monster Hunter, like, I think this one is the most successful out of the three.
1: I would buy um, that. Yeah, I I, yeah. Um, I I, think that's probably true. I mean, I think it's, I, I haven't seen Monster Hunter, so I can't speak to that, but, um, but it's definitely, I thought, a better movie than Kong versus Godzilla, just because yeah. it's not trying to be a, a very good movie, and Kong versus Godzilla occasionally is, and it doesn't work <laughs> out for them, you know? <laughs> Like, this is, this is the movie where you want to see Scorpion yell, get over here, and that's... You do that... It
0: completely delivers. That's what you got to
1: do. And yeah, that's that's it. I,
0: uh, I yeah I like it One of the things that I sort of liked about this, which will sound extremely silly when I say it out loud, is that it was nice to see, like, so many actors of Asian descent, like, put in main roles in a movie that isn't, like, weird... This is a movie about the Asian experience. Like, it's not Crazy Rich Asians or The Farewell or Minari or anything like that. Um... And the idea that it, a movie doesn't have to be anymore in order to have a more diverse cast was kind of heartening to me. Like, it's cre- incredible to me that Hiroyuki Sanada and Tadanobu um, Asano are in this movie because they're, like, they're huge. They're legendary Japanese actors. Um, and they're, it's just fun to see them. And, like, Chin Han, Joe Taslim, Louis Tan, they're all great. Ludi Lin. And now I'm just trying to name everybody so I don't leave anyone out. But you get my point.
1: <laughs> it was know. Yeah, it was a good cast of... of, of, of or stunt people or actors I mean all of it like I thought it was, um, yeah. I thought it was a pretty good cast. I mean you know it's one of those things where it's like how good a cast do you need uh, there is something to be said <laughs> for just
0: casting
1: whatever B-movie star you can I mean the 90s approach is not there's no uh, not a lot of racial representation in that <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um also cool uh secondary cast, like pe- t- some of the people that we don't get to see um front and center, both Damon Harriman um and Angus Samson, very good Australian character actors, are uh in, do voices in the movie, which is quite fun. I like both of them a lot.
1: Oh wow, which uh which voices? Uh
0: Damon Harriman is Cabal the Fallout guy right. and Angus Samson is Goro.
1: Got it. Cabal is yeah. <laughs> Cabal is one of the ones where yeah, of course the less they tell you about him the better because he somehow has this like he's got like a New York accent and knows he does not make
0: sense
1: i don't know i don't know he's gonna need a whole prequel movie i'm i think i'm sure (laughs) let's
0: not go that far (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't watch that
1: you can't stop warner brothers man they're gonna do it they're gonna do it
0: that's true that's true um all right i think that is all the spoiling that we have to do um for mortal Kombat. so that's our show this is so fun thank you man
1: thank you so much for having me it was great talking about it with you
0: please subscribe to the Slate spoiler special podcast feed. And if you like the show, please rate and review it in the Apple podcast store or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have suggestions for movies or TV shows, we should spoil Or if you have any other feedback you'd like to share, please send it to spoilers at slate.com. Our producer is Morgan Flannery for Matt Dessam I'm Karen Hahn. Thank you for listening.
1: Lawless victory.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs>